Good day, listeners. We present to you our podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. We discuss a variety of topics that are important to the church. Examples include sexual abuse, all types of addictions, religious abuse, and recovery. This platform provides counseling sessions, meaningful question and answer, and a counseling continuum. Our co-hosts include Ms. Lolita, Personnel Director, Mrs. Tennille, our Technical Director. We have an impressive array of program contributors. And I'm your host. My name is Prince, founder of Antioch Youth Center, 5013C program, licensed counselor, now retired. So join in this exciting podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches, and be a part of the healing process. want to introduce our guests tonight, and we do thank God for them. It's not easy, friends, disclosing what they went through, but God brought them through, and we want to see how he did that to encourage someone out there. The same thing can be done for them. First of all, Brother Brian King, he's no introduction. Brian been on the Church of God for almost well, over 40 years now, I would imagine. He's a husband, father, saved, sanctified. He's in the choir, leads devotion. And, you know, I had a chance to work with Brian a few years ago, and I, I detected quite early that he has a definite God-given burden for young people. So we thank God for him tonight. Also, Sister Annette, the most impressive thing about her is not that she worked in a pilot program for any city children in a reading program. It's not that she worked in a financial department in the medical field in Michigan there. Not that she's a writer or she's a mom and a grandmother. Most impressive thing about her, Jeremiah 3.14. The Bible says, turn over your backsliding children, for I am married unto you. So again, we thank God for our guest tonight. Give them a round of applause, if you would, please, in appreciation for their coming tonight. As you know, our main focus is to elicit reconciliation, healing wherever we can. So, friends, we appreciate input. That's how we gauge our effectiveness. And last week... We got an excellent email. I'm going to ask our panelists to uh, give some advice on this question we have here. I could feel the the brokenness of this young man, or I'm not sure, I, know, I never met the person before, but they did email. And I'm going to read it. I'm quoting. It says, I failed again. I need forgiveness. I don't deserve it again. It says, yes, I don't deserve it. Again, I read it again. I failed again. I need forgiveness. I don't deserve it again. And he has, or she has three sad faces. So, panel, when this came in, I can just almost feel the hurt there as a counselor. Uh, when they say, he says, I need, or she says, I need forgiveness. To our panel, you ever felt the way before where you needed forgiveness and didn't deserve it? Brother Brian. Okay, now this is someone that was saved before. I'm and- not sure. I never met the person, so I don't know who it is. They just emailed from your podcast last week. Uh, I'm not okay. sure. 
okay, if this was someone that was saved before and they had lost out with God and they realized they failed and they want to return to God, it's the same method to seek God for his mercy. Now, being in that kind of situation, if he's not feeling conviction of any type, because you can't get to God without conviction. You can never find Christ. He's not in the atmosphere. He's not around people. I mean, that's a personal thing between you and God. And God introduces himself to you once you meet the conditions. Now, if he's not convicted of his sin that he has just committed or has committed or have been committing, then he needs to ask, just pray and ask God to have mercy because he needs conviction to be saved. To get saved, you need conviction. You have to be convicted by God to come to God, to even find God. Oh, that's one thing I knew personally. I mean, five times I tried to get back to God and I couldn't find God because in my heart, I wasn't really truly ready to surrender all. So the conviction was not uh, what it needed to be for me to be able to reach God. So the only thing I can say to this young person is to ask God to convict him of his sins so he can repent thoroughly of a godly sort. That way he wouldn't have to be constantly repenting. Sister Annette, this person says, I failed again. I need forgiveness. The letter was so broken. What is your advice? He says, I failed again. I need forgiveness that he does not deserve. Backsliding or, yeah, backsliding or sinning, it brings its own um, condemnation. It brings its own hurt. And when you failed people, but when you feel that you've failed God, it's just such a, it's such a humbling, you know, because God has given you everything and you realize God has given you everything. And here you failed not once, but you failed again. There's such a, when you are godly sorrow, there's such a pull to, to know that you don't deserve it, that it, it's hard to believe that God loves you enough to forgive you again, even though he does. But but the, the, the onslaught of the enemy is so, um, at least for me, it was so overwhelming. And you know that you, you've messed up. But to think or to try and believe that God could do it, it sometimes it's just out of your grasp of understanding even when God has convicted you. However, if we can remember that God loves us more than anything or anything else, and you don't have to do it by yourself. Like Brother Brian says, if you pray that God have mercy on you and sin conviction, he will. He, he doesn't want anybody to stay out there. When you're, when you're tired, when you see how the world destroys you and you're ready to come home and you let him know that you're ready to come home, he wants you to come. He wants you home more than you want to come home. If you can but see, Amen. the thing is right there to make you think you're too far. You've just gone too far. And it's only too far when God says it's too far. So I think I would um, recommend what Brother Brian says. Praying as God to, to send the shown of conviction 
where you can be done with it. Because I remember I was talking to a friend and he was saying um, that the sin he was doing, he was enjoying it. So it, I, he knew it was a bad situation, but the sin was enjoyable. And then until you get finished with enjoying, then, then you, there's no repentance. You're sorry because it's a bad situation, but you're not sorry for the sin itself. And until you get that, and that only comes from God, but God's willing to give it to you. If we have any pastors out there, ministers out there, they can chime in to a minister or a pastor. We do honor you. If you have some feedback, uh, feel free to call and you can go to YouTube, Church of God in Macon, Georgia. You'll see the live banner or you can call that number. It'll be at the bottom of your screen. You can chime in through that way. Brother Brian, you mentioned thoroughly repenting. When you said that, that kind of rang a bell. Is that important? When a backslider comes back to God to have a thorough repentance, explain what you meant by that, please. Uh, well, the Bible speaks pretty explicit on that about godly Saul working through repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of. But the Saul of the world worketh death. What do I mean by that? That means if you're repenting, you're asking God uh, to forgive you for whatever your sins, your misdeeds, all that. You have, if godly sorrow is upon you and you're broken because of the sin you've committed against God, you would have no desire to want to return to that. It's godly. He's convicted you. You've repented. You've met the conditions. So therefore, he gives you a power and a grace inside called uh, regeneration, which gives you a clearness. And if you read on down in that chapter, um, it goes on to tell you about what all it does for you. Uh, it wrought, it brought salvation. It brought righteousness. And it said, what a carefulness it wrought in you. What revenge against the enemy for doing that to you. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 go, it goes on to say at the end that you have proven yourself to be clear in this matter. So when it comes down to uh, repenting in that way, Amen. that's what repentance is. You're turning away from it. You're not turning around and going back to it. And when you're godly sorrow, godly sorrow through conviction, you repent, you ask God to forgive you. He brings a clearness to your mind, your conscience, your spirit. He regenerates you. I know on the outside looking in, it looks like, okay, you just went down to the altar. Somebody can go down to the altar of prayer to get saved. You mm-hmm. might hear them pray and you might not. But if they meet the conditions, when they rise up from that altar, they never they go out and they never sin against God again. They might make a mistake, but they're not committing no willful sin. Mm-hmm. And they're not going back to the things that they were godly sorrow about in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. So the sorrow of the world is... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me step on your foot again. Oh, I'm sorry. I step on it again. That's not real repentance. It's not you're not even really sorry. But when you're godly sorrow, it brings uh, conviction upon you that you don't want to ever sin against God and hurt the heart of God again. If you just tuned in, friends, this is Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches uh, podcast, heard every Thursday at seven. And if you've been wounded or hurt, disenfranchised, you're not forgotten about. We do love you. We care for you. And we want to see you renewed, restored, and forgiven, and to be healed in that process. So again, we love you. That's why we're here for you. 
for our listeners, if you want to chime in, you can. That number is one 538 3664 Sister Annette, if a person brings negative reports or negative talk, what can what should one do? What should one do? I think I think a person has a um I think they 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 should be true to themselves and they should judge it. If this is negative, I don't think they I don't think they have to be a part of it. And you can tell people that you're not, you know, you're not trying to have that around you or that it's not um, encouraging you. you I, be, I believe that you're you can tell people if they're saying something to you to bring you down or, or talking, whatever they're doing. And if, it, if it's negative, then I don't think you have to give them any airtime. I, I think because you, you have enough things around you to bring you down. So to have people bringing it to you. I just don't think you should allow them to serve them. So, Brother Brian, give me some counsel tonight. If someone comes to me with some negative discussion, what can I tell them? What can I tell them? Because many times, though, that negative talk can have an effect on my spirituality. And if I'm a new convert or I'm trying to get back to church, uh, the false report negative can have an effect on me. Uh, doing my in my counseling uh, the past thirty years, I'm retired now. We had a, a saying in NAAAA called uh, "stinking thinking," and how that discussion of addiction, discussion of this or that, can have an effect on our thought life. So when people come to me, what should I tell them with 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 negative discussion and uh, talk like that? What should I tell them? Um, the same scripture that I, I was quoting earlier. It said, what a carefulness it wrought in you. So it's a careful way that you want to walk down that you have been reclaimed by God. And you don't want anything to hinder that walk. So if you're around people that are uh, gossiping about someone, you want to divorce yourself from that situation. As Sister Annette said, you don't have to give them any airtime. I like that phrase. Uh, you don't have to give them any airtime. So um, it's best to get out of it. Because what that's going to do to you is put you on a level where you're going to feel lifted and not humble. Because mm -hmm. now I'm feeling oh, like I'm above this individual that's being talked about. So I can mm -hmm. join in. They're bringing this conversation to me, and I'm joining in the conversation. So sorry. therefore, I'm looking down on this individual when God Why has we? had mercy and pity on me. Why right. we? Why we? Any questions from our director? Yes, sir. Mr. 313 asks, how do you react to negative talk? What would you say? Sister Annette, that's your question. How do you react to negative talk? What would you say? If they're bringing a person, then I tell them if they have, we should pray. You know, if, you, if, if there is a problem, there's nothing I can do about it. And I think if it's a person, they should take it to the person. But if there's a situation, then we can pray because prayer changes things. And most of the time it doesn't change the person, it changes the person, other person, the person's praying. So I think what I do, I said, okay, if they bring something to me, I say, okay, let's pray about it, or take it to them and let them pray about it. So if there's a pastor out there, a minister, let us know. When negative talk comes to you, pastor or minister, what do you do? What should we do? Brother Brian, what do you think are the main reasons for backsliding? What should we look out for? What are the main reasons? What should I look for? What Counsel me tonight. In this summertime, 
90 degrees, what should I look for? <laughs> hmm. Wow, that's that's a that's you know that's a that's a whole catalog. <laughs> um, it depends on your stage and where you are with God. If sure. a person's on fire and they're fasting and praying, they're walking in the light as God uh, reveals it to them, and they're obeying God and all they know. Um, they'll be fine if they keep focused with God. God still has to be number one. The principles of the gospel never change. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now that's that's an entire series on itself. And all these things will be added. You don't want to look ahead. You don't want to sit out here and do things you know are contrary to the Holy Writ. Because, you know, people are walking around and looking like everything. <laughs> and you have to make sure that you keep your mind, your eyes right, your mind right. Stay focused with God. Seek True. God. Seek him first in every situation. You have to live in prayer. Sometimes Amen. you have to pray in the middle of the day because <laughs> folks coming around you dressed any old kind of way. Mm -hmm. So you have to stay focused with God. Amen. Any questions from our director? Yes, sir. This question is directed to Pastor Moon. Would a pastor handle negative talk differently than a church member? Is the question. Well, friends, I am a pastor for the past 34 years, but I'm on this podcast. I'm a, I'm a counselor. That's why I was calling for ministers to call in. Uh, I'm not Pastor Moon on Thursday night as far as my calling. So uh, I, I'm using my counseling skills to elicit others because what I found out, people can help people. That's why Christ had 12 disciples, 120 because people help people. That's why NA and AA is so strong today, because it's self-help with the group. So I'm going to shift that question to our <laughs> panelists. All right, panelists. If you Brother, Brian. <laughs> oh. Brother Brian. Uh, okay, now what's the question again? Clarify the question was, would a pastor okay. handle negative talk differently than a church member? Negative talk in what capacity? I, I'm uh, negative situations that the ministry has to handle are definitely going to be different than what uh, one of the parishioners would handle because it's, it's dealing with a situation that's going to affect the entire church. That you wouldn't just let everybody know. You pray about it. If you're talking to other pastors or other ministers in regards to the subject matter, I think that is to stay closed house. But it should be known to the saints when it's time. Every time a situation arrives and a pastor gets counsel from another pastor on how to handle a situation. Um, I wouldn't know anything about that. So the regular saints or parishioners in that congregation may not know what's transpiring there. Now, this is just my view. I mean, I'm not a pastor, so I'm just giving you an opinion. Um, that's how I feel like it's, it's a variance there because it depends on the subject matter. It depends on what's going on, where it's a doctrinal matter, or someone got up and preached something that was in air and, you know, want to know how to handle it, how to deal with them. Um, that could arise. There's a lot of things could arise. Someone's conduct could be off as a, and claiming to be a minister or a pastor. And uh, you want to know how to handle it and you get advice and because others saw the same thing you did. And there's a lot of variables in that. Uh, but the general body um, is not going to be aware of that because that's a ministerial conversation. Wow. My question, I want to get him in. 
Sister Annette, on returning to the church, what type of company should I seek? When I first came back, I purposed it in my heart that I was going to do nothing that I did when I was there the first time. Okay. So I, I, it was as if I was there for the first time. I, I didn't, um, not that I'm saying that there were cliques or there were groups. I, I didn't do any of that. I, I, I sat down until the pastor told me to do something. I didn't even want to do it when he told me to. I did it only in obedience, not that I was striving to get at anything or do anything. I was just so happy to be back. And But I felt so unworthy to do anything. So I waited because I would have been... I would have been satisfied just to be there in the services. But coming back is just, when you come back, God is so faithful. He is so faithful because he, he'll put people in your path. Um, I'll never forget Brother Pitts. He, he was so kind. And, and, and when I was first coming back, I, I think I got saved on a Sunday. By the time I got back to, to my city, he was praying, calling my name out, you know, Sister Annette. Remember Sister Annette. She, so God puts people to support you. He's just not going to leave you out there by yourself. And he, and he knows that we need one another. Now, 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 we really do. We need the spirit. We need God. But we need the saints. But he'll put those special people that are yes, yes. gently and not going to just crush you. And, and some people may. But, but then God will send somebody that's really going to, you know, just kind of ease you over, and I, I believe that. Any thoughts on that, Brother Brian? Uh, same thing happened to me when she mentioned one individual. Mm -hmm. uh, mine was uh, Sister Kevin. Mm -hmm. She was a definite blessing to me. Um, the advice that she gave me, uh, the inspiration, I mean, the encouragement. One thing I knew, I knew she loved me. I know she Amen. prayed for me all those Amen. all those years out there Amen. being stupid. She was Amen. praying for me that God would reclaim me. And when God did, she was there to counsel me. It was like an angel. I would come to service on Wednesday, and I told my pastor, uh, I said, your, your message is good, but I already had mine. I already had my <laughs> message. I was on, I was encouraged every time I came to church. People just wanted man, wow, brother Brian, he's on fire. Listen, I got I got my message before I got to church. So I was I was ready. So uh, wow. I I do appreciate that abundantly. I can't even express it in words uh, what that meant to me. So to well, our time is just about gone. In fact, it's beyond gone. But to the email we got, there's help for you, my friend. I don't know you, I don't know your name, but if you failed again, you can do it again. It can happen again because God is merciful. You heard our panelists yes. what they're saying. Yeah. And if God forgave them, he can forgive you and put you on that right path this time permanently. This is why we're here, this podcast, to reach out to those who are hurting, to give them a platform of support. This podcast is by Church of God, for Church of God. You've been wounded, disenfranchised. We're here to help you and support you. And our main focus is our genre. We mentioned each week we want to see forgiveness healing reconciliation in the church of God. My name is Prince, licensed counselor, retired. We thank God for you. We'll see you next week. May the Lord bless you. To our panel, thank you so much. You're golden. We love you much. To our staff people, and the Lord bless you.